Transfer addiction, also known as cross-addiction, can occur in up to 30% or 1 in 3 bariatric surgery patients after their weight loss surgery. This is the process of changing one emotionally compulsive behavior, in most cases eating, for another emotionally compulsive behavior. I do want to say that if you do suffer with this or you do identify with this, you are not alone and this can be quite common. It's just not often spoken about. Before I go on, this topic is one that may be triggering and it is something that you may need to seek support from a qualified mental health professional for. I am discussing this topic today to bring awareness to the issue as it can affect your weight regain. However, aside from supporting you in improving dietary, nutrition and lifestyle choices, this conversation on treating transfer addiction is better met with a psychologist, psychiatrist or counsellor. Having said that, let's get started. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. Addictions are concerns of impulse control. It is recommended that this should be treated and managed prior to the surgery, particularly as the surgery increases the stress on your lifestyle, your body, your emotions, in general, everything, right? It can also then increase the risk of experiencing transfer addiction post-op. As mentioned, transfer addiction is changing one way of coping with emotional stresses to another type of addiction. Addiction is rooted in behavioral responses to stress, but there can be a genetic component that may increase the risk of addiction. Many weight loss surgery patients may recall that food was an addiction prior to surgery, and this may not apply to everyone, but for some people it does relate, so please don't take that as a personal attack. There may have been a specific taste or chemical addiction that was related to craving certain foods, such as carbohydrates or salty foods. It may also have been an emotional addiction. This is where you turn to food and eating when you are sad, lonely, excited, bored, nervous, or anything else. Now, here lies the problem post-op. As food is restricted to some degree after the surgery, this may lead to switching emotional eating for one of the following. Drug use and drug abuse, alcoholism, gambling addictions, sexual addictions, anger management issues, shopping addiction, and exercise addiction. There are some risk factors that might increase the risk of transfer addiction post-op, and these include being a male, having a history of an eating disorder or compulsive eating, having a high alcohol consumption, which has been defined as greater than two drinks per week, experiencing mood disorders or self-harm in the history of your life, a family history of drug abuse, a history of trauma, especially childhood sexual abuse, a history of engaging in self-sabotaging tendencies, and a lack of social support. I found a fantastic resource from the Obesity Action website that outlined the following signs and symptoms of addictive behavior. These included the need for more of this behavior or substance to achieve this desired effect, using the substance or engaging in the behavior for longer than intended or in higher amounts than desired, 
a strong desire to cut back on the behavior or substance, but are unsuccessful in their efforts in doing so. Any social, professional, personal, financial or legal problems that relate to the addictive behavior. Other people might have made comments or complained about the behavior or others have suggested that the person cut back. The person affected is sneaking around or lying or covering up the behavior and the consequences of it. The person is affected in spending more time, more money to get the substance or to engage in the behavior. There are feelings of guilt or shame about the behavior. There's a defensiveness or denial when other people confront the person about their behavior. And the behavior or substance becomes one of the main things that the person looks forward to. In my experience, I often see alcoholism as a common transfer addiction. However, I have seen a shopping addiction and exercise addiction. One study found that those that underwent a Roux-en-Y bypass or a gastric bypass rather than a lap band procedure had an increased risk of the transfer addiction. Now the findings identified that the reason for this was there is a rapid absorption and a higher peak alcohol concentration for alcohol after a gastric bypass. And there also tends to be a longer half-life for alcohol after a gastric bypass compared to the other procedures. Now, this then leads to a feeling of euphoria, similar to that high that can be used to achieve from food. This quick alcohol intake can also damage the liver, as well as the linings of the stomach and the small intestines. So this is why it can be damaging for your health. Not only the alcohol is quite high in calories, and that's going to be a detriment to your efforts in managing the weight regain. So in an ideal world, we would be able to manage the psychology of addictions before weight loss surgery. However, this requires self-awareness of knowing, you know, if you do drink, if you eat excessively, if you have a food addiction, if you shop, self-harm, play pokies excessively, or do any other activity too often, that requires a degree of self-awareness and a desire to stop and change prior to the surgery. Now, you'd need to seek help from a therapist or a psychologist or a support group and maybe even medication prior to the surgery and maintain these behaviors to prevent a relapse after the surgery. Then once you've undergone all of this, you've had your surgery, then if you know you are at risk of transfer addiction, you could tell a loved one these risk factors that were mentioned above and signs and symptoms to look out for so that a loved one can be there to support you and try to pull you back from that behavior before it gets out of control. So overall, building on self-awareness, questioning your behaviors, managing feelings differently when you're happy, sad, depressed, anxious, or obsessive, making those choices from an unhealthy choice to a healthier productive actions will help you manage the risk of transfer addiction if you manage to catch it prior to your surgery. Many of the patients I see, plus yourself, you most likely are post-operative and you may be struggling with a transfer addiction. The first thing what to do is to admit that you have an issue. Naming the issue will then help you seek support. If you do not name it, it won't be a priority to change and it'll become a secret or a habit that you indulge in without consequence because you technically don't have to report to others about it. But naming it, giving it a name, being aware and self-aware that this is a problem will then help you seek the support that you need to pull back and to find other activities to engage in. As I mentioned before, some of these behaviors do increase the risk of weight regain, particularly alcohol. So if you are struggling with weight regain, it might be time to admit it and seek support. So then the first step after admitting that you have an issue is to get an appointment with your GP or primary care physician 
They can then direct you to support groups, a psychologist or a counsellor. There may also be medications that might be helpful in reducing the appeal of the alcohol or the actual drug that you are craving. They might also be able to find programs for you like Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous or seeking support from faith-based groups. They can be quite helpful and create that accountability and that group environment where you have to be accountable to someone other than yourself. Don't forget that this is an ongoing follow-up to prevent relapse. It's not a once-and-done action. There is lots of stress in life, and as life goes on, there'll be many stresses that might trigger you to go back to that old coping behavior, which is the unhealthy coping mechanism. Being proactive in managing the potential relapses that can occur due to the stresses in life will ultimately help you gain mastery of your emotional state and prevent you from engaging in those unhealthy coping mechanisms in the future. Overall, how you seek support and continue to seek support will depend on what you are comfortable with. You might not prefer group programs and you'd only want individual support or you might be the opposite. It depends on how you feel about what path you'll take to overcome this transfer addiction. And again, only you know the answer. This information is to help you figure out the next steps for you. I would strongly encourage a conversation with a general practitioner to help you guide you with local supports that are in your area. I would like to remind you that transfer addiction can happen to anyone and even those who do not have any risk factors. Ultimately, self-awareness is key here, and this would tie back to when we talk about weight regain and being mindful and being aware and being conscious of what's going in your body. So I would like to leave you with that. So mindfulness will help make sure that you are aware of whether transfer addiction is a problem for you. This is a heavy topic, so I do thank you for sticking with me for this entirety of the episode. And again, if you do feel like this applies to you, please reach out for support because this is well beyond my scope of practice and this is more part of the court of a mental health professional rather than myself. But I only wanted to bring awareness to the issue again because it can affect your weight regain and it seems to be a bit of a taboo topic that no one really talks about. Thank you for being here. I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au. I reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.